When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In this episode, I want to revisit meditation and just sort of share my results over the last year. Get ready because you are now listening to Tiny Leaps. Big changes. Today's song is from Phantom Sage. It's called Miko. And bear with me because I'm pretty sure that I've used this on the show before. But I was going back through the list of potential songs that I can use. And I just loved it for this episode. And that's why I'm playing it again. So forgive me, but enjoy the song anyway. Head back to YouTube.com slash Greg to find the playlist of songs from the episodes. And let's get into the show. From beneath the sand Don't stop with me Cause you so Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps Big Changes Where I share simple strategies you can use To get more out of your life My name is Greg Clunas And in this episode I want to revisit meditation You see Earlier in the year, I did an episode about alternatives to meditation, things that you can do if you aren't a big fan of the traditional sort of sit down, cross-legged and and not think type of meditation, because that is very difficult, which is something I learned this year. You know, I've spent the last year trying to build a habit of meditation. I've done it a lot over the last year, but it's never been something that I could continuously consistently do. And sometimes I have great sessions. Sometimes I have awful sessions where I just can't stop thinking. But what I've realized is that even though I haven't been able to build it into a routine, even though I haven't been able to make a habit out of it, and even though I am not very good at it, it has helped. It has given me space to be able to clear my mind. And it has allowed me to sort of become one with my thoughts. And so I wanted to share sort of my experience with it because I think at least from what I'm seeing in our Facebook community, there are a lot of you who want to get into meditation, who have maybe tried it in the past, but who, well, for one reason or another, just haven't been able to do it. And that's unfortunate because like I said, it has helped. It's something that has given me just an additional tool. And that that's really how we need to think about it is meditation isn't going to solve 
our problems. They're not, it's not going to make us not anxious anymore or not stressed anymore. We don't magically become calmer because we do this. It's just an additional tool to manage it. Just like journaling, just like coloring, just like yoga, just like working out. It's a tool. It's something that we have in our back pocket. And personally, I believe it's something that we should all have in our back pocket. So over the last year, I've used the app Calm. Uh, Rachel and I have sat down multiple nights right before bed and done a five-minute session. Sometimes it's three, sometimes it's five. We've done 10 a few times. Um, And in addition to that, on a couple of days, I've woken up and done a meditation as the first thing uh, for that day. And... In the moment, it never feels great. I think that's that's an important piece of this. It never truly feels great in the moment because it's tough. It's kind of unnatural. It's to sit down and just observe yourself. It's kind of an unnatural thing to do. And so when you have those bad sessions where your mind is racing and you're chasing every single idea, which I'm sure you are familiar with if you've ever tried this, when you have those sessions, it's kind of discouraging. It makes you maybe not want to try the next time because, well, you're not that good at it. And I'm not that good at it. And Rachel's not that good at it. None of us are good at it. But it's important to jump back on the next day or in two days or whatever your pattern is going to be, whatever routine you're trying to build. It's important to jump back on, even though we're not that good at it. And here's why, because those bad sessions are still improving your ability to have good sessions. Those bad sessions are still helping you find a pattern, helping you figure out how to do this well. So even when it sucks, it's still good. But then when you have a good session and you are able to focus and you are able to let your thoughts fly by and you are able to focus on your breath and and be one with your body and, and not let your mind rule you, again, it doesn't feel that great in the moment. It can feel tiring. It can put you to sleep, which has happened to me before. Because you sort of fall into this lull that you're not constantly going and going and allows you to relax finally. But that feeling of being relaxed is kind of weird because most of us are wound up all the time. But here's the real benefit. Because if it doesn't feel good in the moment when it's bad and it kind of feels weird when it's good, what is the real benefit? Well, in my view... Knowing that meditation is something that I can do has allowed me to better process my anxiety and my stress. It has allowed me to deal with it better because when I'm getting overwhelmed, I can just stop for a moment and focus on my breath for a minute. It doesn't have to be super long. I can just stop, sit back in my chair and just focus on my breath. And that is usually enough to calm me down. And I don't think that I would have ever tried that if I didn't try bigger meditations, if I didn't put in the effort to make that a part of my life. And I'm sure you probably have some benefits of trying it as well. Even if you weren't successful at it, you've probably seen some benefits that maybe are a little difficult to wrap your head around right now. But I think going into 2017 that we can all do better on this front. And that's why I'm currently 
running a little bit of a challenge. So the date that this episode is airing will be the end of the first week of this challenge, but we've got three more weeks and I want to invite you to join us. So here's what's happening. Each week from December 5th through the end of the year, we're going to be focusing on a different kind of meditation. So call it a four week sampler, if you will, where we're just exploring what types of meditation are out there and getting ourselves into a position to better understand what type of meditation we should focus on in 2017, what type of meditation we're going to most naturally gravitate towards, whether that's journaling, yoga, traditional meditation, or controlled breathing. And by going through this challenge, the goal is that in 2017, we can more specifically pinpoint what it is we want to focus on for our meditative practice because we I think we do need to have a meditative practice. Most people don't have time with themselves, whether it's because of work or it's because of their family or or their kids or whatever it is, we're all sort of always in go mode and that's not a good place to be in constantly because if you're always in go mode, eventually you start going on the wrong things because you didn't have a chance to think. Most of us don't get a chance to think. Most of us don't get a chance to be with ourselves, to be alone for a moment. And that's what I think meditative practices can do for us is give us a chance to just focus on ourselves just for a second, for five minutes, for 10 minutes. And, and so my goal with this challenge is for myself to build a meditative practice going into 2017. And for you, it's to help you identify the meditative practice that you will embrace in 2017. And I think that if as a group, we can all identify the things that, that we're individually going to focus on in 2017, we'll all be set up for a much better 2017. We'll all be in a position to give ourselves the space we need going into next year. So I want to invite you to join us on that challenge. And the way you can do that is by going to breatheinto2017.com. The sign-up page is up right now. There's a video there explaining a little bit more about how it'll work. I encourage you to go to that website, breatheinto2017.com. Watch the video. I'll explain a little bit more about how it works. And then sign up to join us. You'll be starting on week two, but that's okay. That's totally okay. And so with all of that said, I encourage you to join us. And until the next episode, I want to remind you that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Every day.